Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job warns us not to fall for the wisdom of the world. Some of us have grabbed a wisdom that's not from God. So you need to go back to the Word and say, does the Bible say it? Is this a wisdom that's coming from heaven? Or is this a wisdom that's being generated in this earth that's really not of God? Because it will affect your destiny and the way you live your life. Welcome to Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and he's senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We all know in today's world there is no shortage of information, but with all the different websites and articles and speakers, most of us have learned by now that you have to be careful where you're getting your facts. And Mark, today you're revealing why it's even more important to be careful of where we're getting our wisdom. You're right, Wayne. And the book of James is so very, very practical about all the issues it talks about. And this is one of them. It's the area of wisdom, counsel, and understanding. Where is it coming from? And uh, we're going to address that because uh, James tells us that there is wisdom, but sometimes it's coming from the wrong place and can have very negative effects on our life unless we get it from the right place. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get started with this message. A very important message, but you start with a hilarious story. Here's Mark Job. <laughs> Where things come from are important. Many of you know that my mother and father were missionaries in the country of Chile and the country of Spain for many years. And when they were in their late 20s, they had never been out of this country, but they took their small family of two boys at the time. Myself, I was six months old, and my brother, he was 18 months old. And we moved to Costa Rica so that my parents could learn Spanish at a Spanish school in San Jose, Costa Rica. I learned my first word that I ever spoke in Costa Rica. You know what it was? Papaya. Because there was a papaya sales guy walking through the street that would say, papaya. And while my parents were learning Spanish in school, they left my brother and I at the care of a nanny whose name was Rosie. Well, we found out later that Rosie wasn't taking that good care of the kids because she would clean the house and lock my brother out of the house so he would run around in the yard and who knows where. But when my mother would come back from language school, my brother, who was about 18 months old, under two, would always greet her with chewing gum in his mouth. He would say, hi, mom. And he'd be chewing gum, and she'd say, where did you get that from? And he'd mumble something about somewhere, and she just assumed that Rosie was giving him chewing gum. One day he had strawberry chewing gum. Another day he had mint chewing gum. Another day he had purple chewing gum. And every day it was a different chewing gum. And so she just expected that someone was giving, Rosie was giving him chewing gum, or the neighbor was. Well, one day she was out for buying groceries and took Bobby, my brother, with her and decided that she would stop at the kiosk, the newspaper stand, and buy a newspaper. Well, while she was talking to the newspaper guy about getting her newspaper, my brother pulled at her skirt and he said, Mom, Mom, gum. 
And she said, gum, and he was pointing up, and she lowered her head from the counter and looked under the counter, and there it was, purple gum, strawberry gum. People had chewed their gum and pasted it at the bottom of the counter, and it was just like candy to my brother's eyes. He could look and see which flavor he wanted for the day. And so that's where he was getting his gum from every single day. Because it matters where it comes from, doesn't it? I've told him since then we should test him for multiple diseases, but where things come from matter. Where your knowledge or your wisdom comes from matters. Where you get the ability to make decisions in your life really matters. And that's what James is talking to us about today. In James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, James talks to us about what shapes our thinking, and he calls it wisdom. And James says this, there is a wisdom that comes from above, and there's a wisdom that comes from below. Some of us get this thing, quote unquote, called wisdom, but we're not sure if we got it from up there or if we got it from down there. So where it comes from really matters. I'm going to be begin reading in verse 13 of James chapter 3. He says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and yes, even demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every kind of evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven, well, it's first pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Word of the Lord. So today the big idea that I want to present to you is that you need to know where your wisdom is coming from. Wisdom shapes your thoughts, your thoughts shape your behavior, your behavior shapes your lifestyle, your lifestyle determines your destiny. So know where that wisdom comes from. I'm going to ask you to take a look at three areas to determine where your wisdom is coming from. Number one, you need to evaluate the track record that you are le leaving to know whether your wisdom is coming from above or from below. Notice what he says in verse 13. Who is wise and understanding? It seems like the people that James was talking to, which were mainly Jewish people that were Jewish believers that were scattered around the world, it seems like they were arguing about who was the wisest among them. Almost like a teacher asking her class, who knows this problem? And people were saying, me, me, me. And James says, some of you that say you have wisdom don't really have wisdom. You have false wisdom, and that wisdom is actually damaging your life and not doing good to your life. And so James says, if you say you have wisdom, 
show it by your good life. In other words, it's impossible to have wisdom that comes from God without it affecting the way we live. The biggest indicator that someone has godly wisdom is not the degrees that they have. It's not the vocabulary that they can embrace. It's not the insights or the books that they carry. The biggest proof that someone has wisdom that comes from God is the way that they live their life. James calls it the good life. He says, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. You may say, Pastor, what is wisdom? Well, the dictionary defines wisdom as the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or lasting. How many of you know there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom? Have you ever run into someone that's really book smart but lacks wisdom? Have you ever run into someone that has a high IQ but lacks common sense? If you have a teenager at home, most of you know what I'm talking about. You hand your smartphone to your 14-year-old and say, please download this app because I have no idea how to do it, and they do it. But at the same time, they can't choose the right friends at school that are influencing them the wrong way. They're technology smart, but not always smart at choosing the right friends around them. That's called wisdom. Someone can have knowledge, but lack wisdom. I believe in education, and I've studied. I have a BA degree, I have a master's degree, and I have a doctorate degree. But even as I've studied and been around people that are very, very smart and academic, I realize that there are some people that are super smart, but they have very, 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 very little wisdom in their life. At the same time, I've run into people that have practically no education, but they ooze with wisdom and insight because wisdom is not gained in an academic institution Wisdom is gained by life experience and an understanding of the Word of God. So, James is saying, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their track record, by the way that they live their life. If you want to know if you have wisdom from God, I would ask you to look at your track record. How is your life? If someone were to examine their budget right now and say, I don't know how I end up with no money at the end of the month. Every single month, it seems like I can't pay my bills and I'm getting in debt and I have to charge things. A good financial advisor would simply say to you, let's look at your record. Hand over your receipts. Yeah, that pile of stuff that you have at the bottom of your purse. Pull it out. Dig it out now. And they would look for, through your receipts and they would be able to diagnose why your money is escaping based on your track record, the receipts you leave behind. If you want to know if you have wisdom, look at the decisions that you've made uh, throughout your short history or long history. You want to know if you're operating in godly wisdom, then your receipts is the decisions that you make that affect your life. 
And if you look over the last few years and you keep saying, you see that you've made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision and keep repeating the same bad decisions over and over, it may be because you're not operating in godly wisdom and it's your track record that shows you that you're lacking the wisdom that comes from God. Hello, anybody listening today? So, he says, show them by your good life, by the deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, a message about wisdom titled, Where Does It Come From? We'll continue our lesson momentarily, but in case you weren't on the list to receive today's edition of the Bold Stepper Weekly, I do want to remind you that you can sign up today. Mark, maybe we can share a little bit about the uh, devotional that came out this very morning. Yeah, this Bold Stepper Weekly highlights a friend of mine that I recently met with, Brother George Verwer. Oh, founder of Operation Mobilization. Moody grad started Operation Mobilization when he was a student here on the campus of Moody Bible Institute. And uh, OM has been functioning for almost 60 years, I believe it is, and just impacted millions of people. And so I recently was able to connect with him. He's 81 years old and had an extraordinary time. And so you'll hear a little bit about that. Oh, good. Well, if you did not receive your copy this morning, maybe that's because you didn't sign up. It is because you didn't sign up. And you can do that right now and remedy that for this coming Monday by going to boldstepsradio.org. Now, one other convenient feature you'll want to be on the lookout for is our Bold Steps Minute. You can look it up on your podcast app and click subscribe to start receiving this short 60-second piece of Mark's insightful teaching automatically each week. So look for these features online at boldstepsradio.org. Now, let's continue the message with Mark Job. Where does wisdom come from? As I was thinking about who are the wise people around me that I know? I thought of several people that I consider to be wise, have discernment, understanding. One of those people actually is someone that I recently spent some time with. I don't get to see her that often because she lives very, very far away, but that's my mother. But my mother's one of these people that does not like to speak in public, she doesn't like to get in front of a microphone doesn't like to be in the platform but yet for years she's lived a consistent godly faithful life people seek her out all over spain when i mention susana they say oh susana oh i talk to your mother i call her up i ask her for advice not because she wants to give advice but she's sought out because she has wisdom And I think I discovered a little bit why she has that wisdom. Every single morning, I'd pop my head in the kitchen and there I'd see her. She does her ritual in the morning. She has her Bible and a notebook. And I said, Mom, what's your system for reading the Bible? She says, well, every day I read a Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom. I read a passage out of the New Testament. I read a passage out of the Old Testament. And I read a passage out of Revelation. When I said, why Revelation? She says, I want to be reminded of how close the end is. And Proverbs is for wisdom. And so even though she doesn't have this public 
ministry she's sought after by a lot of people because she's got life experience, a consistent lifestyle, a track record, and wisdom that comes of years of experience of seeking and knowing and loving God. I'm wondering right now, are you living the good life? As James says, let him show it by his good life. Can you look at your life and say, you know what, I'm making good decisions. I'm living a good life because my decisions are adding up to good decisions in my life that are birthed out of wisdom. Or do you see yourself making bad decisions out of wisdom that's not from above but from below? Number two, not only must we check our track record, but secondly, you need to evaluate the culture that you're creating. So you need to evaluate the track record that you're leaving, the culture that you're creating. Verse 14 says, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So now James tells us, you want to know if your wisdom is from above or from below? If you have in your heart envy, which means that you desire that which someone else has, it's also translated as zeal, in other words, passion to get something that someone else has, or selfish ambition, in other words, that competitive spirit that makes you want to trample on other people in order to get there first and to get the most. If you have envy and selfish ambition, he says, that wisdom is not from above, but instead, he says, it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. You're creating a culture with how you live your life and the wisdom that you run your life through. Each one of us here, our family, if you're leading a family, you're creating a culture in your family. You're creating a culture in your marriage. You're creating a culture in how you date. You're creating a culture at your workplace. That culture is created by the wisdom that you use to create that culture. And if your wisdom is bad, your culture will be bad. In fact, look at what he says. He says here that if we have selfish ambition and envy, then what will happen is the culture that we create is a culture of disorder and evil. In other words, instability and worthless practice. If your wisdom is not coming from God, then the culture that you create is not going to be a godly culture. If your wisdom, if you're not getting your wisdom from God, then you're going to create an environment that's not a godly environment because we create culture by the wisdom that comes from God. In other words, we need to ask ourselves this, where am I getting my wisdom from? When I go to the mailbox, or when you go to the mailbox, I'm assuming you do the same thing. If I get a letter in the mail, the first thing I look at is who is the sender. If it's from my mother, she still writes. I know some of you that are under 20 years old probably don't know how to even address an envelope and put a return on it. I had a camp counselor that asked teenagers recently this summer, to write a letter to themselves and they said 90% of them didn't know how to write a letter address the envelope because they don't do it anymore it's all over the internet but the first thing I look at when I get a letter and the first thing that you probably look at is who is this letter from 
If it's from my mother, it's usually a birthday card with money inside, so we're happy to get it. If it's from the IRS or one of the bills, it's like, oh no, another bill. But you always look to see who is the sender. If it's from a good sender, you're excited. If it's from someone that is a critic, you're not that excited because where it comes from matters. James is saying there's a wisdom that comes from heaven and there's a wisdom that comes from not heaven, from below. In fact, he says this about it. He says that this wisdom that's full of selfish ambition and envy, this wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Uh, let's unpack that for a second. Because some of the wisdom that you're embracing is earthly. That means that it follows the world system without God. It's worldly. It doesn't follow God's way. It follows the world's way. Secondly, it's unspiritual. In other words, it appeals to your carnal appetite, not to your spiritual appetite. And thirdly, not only is it earthly and sensual, but some people embrace a wisdom that can actually be demonic. In other words, that this wisdom can lead you down a path that, that causes you to get trapped in a spiritual influence that will destroy your life. I was thinking about this for a moment, and I was realizing that some of the wisdom that we've embraced as a people, as a culture, as Americans, sometimes we think that it's actually biblical or godly, but it has nothing to do with the Bible. In fact, I've heard people, well-meaning people, even in this congregation, say things about wisdom or make statements that are absolutely not to be found in the Bible at all, but we believe it because our culture is telling us this. Uh, sometimes we've embraced pop culture and think that it's biblical culture, but it's really not wisdom from above. Are you tracking with me? Let me give you some examples. See if you recognize any of these. Have you ever heard the statement, if it feels good, do it? That has nothing to do with scripture. McDonald's, when you're tired at 12 o'clock at night, feels good to eat a juicy, greasy hamburgers and fries. But in the end, too much of that will give you a heart attack. Hello. Have you ever heard this statement? Let me debunk some of these statements that some people think are biblical but really come from pop psychology. Have you ever heard this statement? Human beings are basically all good. Now that makes you feel good and made me feel good to feel like we're all good, but the truth is that the Bible doesn't teach us that human beings are all good. In fact, the Bible teaches the opposite. The Bible teaches us that we are fallen and that we're sinful and that we desperately need a savior to cleanse us and change us that are we're made in the image of God but deep inside of us there's a broken a sinfulness that's inside of us that we are not good the Bible says understand who God is and how God sees you and when you understand how God sees you you will realize how precious you are in the sight of God not because of who you are but who God makes you to be that's what the Bible tells us that is a powerful start to this message about wisdom here on bold steps with Mark Job and we'll continue with part two of this lesson where does it come from 
when we regroup for tomorrow's program. But before we part ways today, we want to encourage you to take a moment to visit our website at boldstepsradio.org. Request your copy of this month's Bold Step Gift. It's a book written by Mark all about getting unstuck in life. And who better to talk about it than the author? Here's Mark. Exhaustion and disappointment can derail even the best of us. In fact, it happened to nearly every servant of God who ever lived. But how they handled that season is a lesson that we can all learn from. And in my book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call, I lay out seven biblical principles that will help you identify the spiritual snares that have caught you and what you can do now to break free and to get back in motion. And I'll be happy to send you a copy when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. Once again, the book is called Unstuck, Out of Your Cave, and Into Your Call. And if part of your call this new year is to reach out to people with the truth and encouragement of the gospel, then we invite you to join our outreach efforts by becoming a bold partner. Your monthly gifts will help us share God's word on your local station and to other new listeners all across the country. Thank you, Mark. You can give a gift of any amount or sign up to become a bold partner when you visit our website, boldstepsradio.org. Or simply give us a call. The number is 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. And as we close, we want to give one more reminder to subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast so you get all of these daily messages downloaded automatically to your phone or mobile device and catch up on these Bible lessons at your own pace, no matter where you go. Just open up your favorite podcast app and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, And don't forget to click the subscribe button. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you back tomorrow for part two of this message about the wisdom we live by, titled, Where Does It Come From? That's coming up tomorrow here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.